This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast. Before we hop into the content, I just wanted to let you know that I am officially launching an annual survey for listeners of the podcast, and it's going to be linked in the show notes down below. Please, please, please. It would mean so much to me if you took about five minutes of your day today to pull up this Google form and share your honest answers with me. What's in it for you? Well, I want to make a better podcast for you. I want to continue to improve the show year over year make it better, make it bigger, get guests on that you want to hear from, create content that you want to listen to. And so that's what's in it for you. And what's in it for me is, um, yeah, hearing from you. It's really nice to actually hear the other side. So that'll be linked and let's hop into the show. Something that I did when I first started was I hid what I was doing and it was really pointless. I don't know why I didn't tell my friends or family that I was doing this. I guess it was just a little bit of insecurity. I doubted myself. I had a bit of imposter syndrome, but believe me, the people in your life who care about you care about you. Hey, hey there. What's up and welcome back. Today, I want to talk about what I would do if I started a social media management business today. I started my social media management business several years ago, and it's true that things have changed quite a bit over the years. Heck, when I was first starting, Snapchat and Pinterest were still pretty new, and let's be honest, Facebook was really the main platform that I was managing for people. So the times have changed, the platforms have changed, and I've also learned and grown a whole lot. I made a lot of mistakes when I first started. That's one of the reasons why I created this YouTube channel is to kind of teach you some of the things that I learned and help you avoid making those same mistakes. So here's what I would do if I was starting a social media management agency today. The first thing I would do is write a business plan. I have made it no secret that when I started my company, I pretty much just started it out of convenience and out of a need for more money. and. I didn't really know what I was doing. I still am constantly Googling. I'm still asking questions to people. I'm still, you know, always learning a forever student. It is important to have some type of a plan and have some goals that you're striving for. Now, a business plan doesn't need to be anything super formal unless you're really trying to pitch yourself to maybe potential partners or you're looking for funding or something like that. It can just be a simple document that you create with some basic goals, like how much money you wanna make, what target audience you're going after, what types of services you're going to offer and things like that. I find that when I sit down and write out financial goals and financial numbers, it makes them a lot more real for me if I'm able to say, hey, we wanna do $50,000 in our first year or in our first quarter, you can then break that up and it really helps yourself stay on track on a per client or per project basis. For example, if I say I wanna make $50,000 that year, I know that it's not gonna make a lot of financial sense for me to offer $200 packages to my friends and family only. And it sounds quite obvious when I put it that way, but in practice, it's actually 
kind of easy to fall into that trap of undercharging and then looking at the numbers at the end of the year and wondering why didn't we make it or why are we so far off from our goal? So that's the first thing that I would definitely do. I'm a big believer of starting with the end in mind. So while your initial goal might just be something like, I just wanna quit my day job, or I wanna be able to afford to put my kid in daycare or whatever the case may be, you wanna think of those big long-term goals too. How much money do you wanna make? How much money do you need to retire? Do you want to help retire or hire your husband or your sister or your mom or anything like that? Do you wanna sell your company? That's another big one. I love the book Built to Sell. I recommend that all the time if you wanna start thinking big picture and thinking about scaling an agency for more than just a solo personal freelance brand. Now, the next thing I would do if I was starting all over is get my finances in order from the get-go. Now, I do feel pretty confident about this now, but in the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing. I was using a personal debit card. I wasn't writing off any expenses because I was so terrified of the IRS. I was afraid that they were gonna look at any business expense I made as something fraudulent and it just wasn't worth it to me. I also didn't have that financial know-how and I didn't know how to look up my financial dashboards and see what was really working and what wasn't. So it was just kind of all over the place. So the first thing I would recommend doing is getting a business bank account. This is really important when it comes to tax time. If you're in the US, at least we do our taxes once a year, but eventually as a freelancer or a business owner, you'll probably start paying in four times a year. So having a separate bank account is important because you'll be able to see all of those business transactions, both that come into you, so your payments, and also anything that goes out, any expenses, any labor that you pay for, you know, freelance contractors, things like that all in one place, you're not gonna be having to sort through your receipts and figure out what was what, it's all there for you. And if you're wondering what business bank account is right for you, you're gonna to love to hear from today's sponsor. Thank you, Lance, for partnering with me on today's episode. So over 60 million freelancers struggle to navigate the world of freelance income and taxes and accounting. It's really overwhelming and it varies so much depending on the type of business that you have, the types of write-offs that you have. As a freelancer, you need to think about taxes, you need to think about business expenses, your own salaries or any other team members' salaries, business profit, and it can get really confusing trying to figure out on your own without a guide how much money should be in each of those buckets. So Lance is like a robo CFO. It puts all of the freelance business income on self-drive. It helps you pay your taxes. You can transfer a personal salary to yourself, track expenses, and even auto-save a portion of each of your paychecks. With bookkeeping, entry-level accounting, and tax payments done, solopreneurs can have what they need to grow financially compliant and stable businesses. And there's a lot of neobanks out there, but Lance is different. It's the business account that puts your money on autopilot. You set your stacks and watch your income get auto-allocated towards salary, savings, taxes, and expenses. And the best part is if you get Lance Pro, it can help you pay your taxes to the IRS, your salary to you, and it can even allow your clients to pay you simply and directly via credit card with Lance Checkout. So I will leave a link to Lance down in the description box and the show notes of this episode. Definitely recommend checking them out if you wanna get your finances in order, which is 
definitely what I wish I would have done. Now, the other part of that financial piece for me is knowing my numbers in general, just simply tracking where my money is coming from, tracking what's working. I'm a big believer in KPIs and having a few key performance indicators for your business that you pay close attention to. You might track your revenue from each of your different revenue streams. What that's gonna do is help you understand which services or products are selling the most and are the best value, the best return on your investment for your time. You might also track your follower growth across your different social platforms, particularly the key platforms that are client acquisition channels for you. You might track watch time if content marketing is a big part of your strategy and so on. So just having a simple spreadsheet where you record this data is gonna help you so much in the long run, I promise. I actually didn't do this. My first year of full-time freelancing, I had no idea where my money was coming from. Tax time, it was just a surprise. I really didn't even know if I was on track to hit my goals. It's just not a smart strategy to do that. You also might find that you're overworking. You might find that you're closer to your goals than you think, and if you don't know where the money is coming from, it's just not very smart. Okay, the next thing I would do is tell all of my friends. Tell all my friends in my personal life, tell all my work friends, all my colleagues, anyone that knew anything about me and that cared about me and knew about the quality of my work, I would tell them that I had started a business. Listen, you don't wanna get all of your clients from friends and family. That is not a sustainable strategy, but in the beginning, in the very beginning, that's how a lot of us get our first clients. It's just through word of mouth. It's just through people who care about us, who like to work with us, who know a little something about us, who know somebody, who needs somebody. You know, that's just kind of how it starts. So don't be shy. Again, something that I did when I first started was I hid what I was doing and it was really pointless. I don't know why I didn't tell my friends or family that I was doing this. I guess it was just a little bit of insecurity. I doubted myself. I had a bit of imposter syndrome, but believe me, the people in your life who care about you care about you. They want you to succeed and they're going to do whatever they can do to help you succeed. So don't be shy about it. Just make a simple Facebook post or Twitter post or Instagram post or whatever the case may be. And just let people know, Hey, I'm starting a business. Now my warning for this is don't let people underpay you. Yes, you can work with friends or family members or friends of friends is really, really what I would recommend. I don't actually work with friends and let them pay me most, most of the time. You only wanna do so if they're either going to pay you full price or if you're using them as a portfolio project. And what a portfolio project is, is just a project that enables you to showcase your skills, get some quick results, put together a case study and have something for your portfolio. This is great if you didn't go to school for marketing or maybe you haven't taken any courses that allow you to build a portfolio or you've never had a client before in your life and you're starting this brand new. You're gonna need some type of a portfolio project. My tip for portfolio projects is to make sure that they're short, quick, easy, and that you know you can ace. You don't wanna get a portfolio project that's, you know, write a social media plan for six months or manage our social media accounts for a year. That's gonna take you forever. It's gonna be a challenge for you if you've never done it before. So go for things that you know you can do 100%. Maybe it's writing a few social media captions, editing a couple of graphics, 
or writing a blog or two, whatever you want to do. Now, the next thing, after you have some type of a case study or portfolio built up, and believe me, this doesn't have to be huge. You don't need to have eight different case studies. Just have a couple of examples of your work. So once you have that, you want to develop an outbound sales strategy. Outbound sales refers to sales or you know clients that you're out getting, you're pitching to, you're applying for, you're cold calling, you're cold emailing, you're making the introduction. And at least in the beginning, I'm a big believer that you need a little mix of both inbound and outbound. We'll talk about inbound in a second. A great place to start with outbound sales is freelancing platforms. There's a ton of them out there. There's Upwork, there's Fiverr, there's Freelancer. There's even LinkedIn and Indeed has some freelance opportunities sometimes. Look through these different job boards, look through these different freelancing platforms and just start applying to gigs. The magic of these platforms is the filtering options. So you can search for different skill levels, different price points, different locations of the jobs to find something that might be a good fit for you. Now, again, one of the biggest criticisms of these platforms is that you can't make any money on them. They're really hard to get high quality paying gigs from the beginning. And I'll be honest, that feedback is kind of true. It's a little bit hard to come out the gate getting thousand dollar projects, right? So you do sort of have to start from the bottom, which can be a little hard for people. But if you take my advice on portfolio projects to heart and you apply for something that's quick, that's not gonna take you a lot of time and that you know you can get a five-star review for, after that first or second five-star review, it should be pretty easy for you to start pitching for other gigs. Now, like I said, a lot of people aren't a huge fan of these freelancing boards. And let me tell you why I'm a big believer in them, at least in the very beginning. It's because those people already know that they need what you have to offer. You're not having to convince people. You're not having to teach people what a social media manager does. They posted the ad and they are looking for you. So from there, it's just your job to stand out from the competition and prove that you're the right person to do the job. I like a tool called Vidyard to record quick videos introducing yourself. You can use Canva to put together a simple portfolio. Just introduce yourself, tell them how you're gonna make their jobs easier and that's a good way to stand out. Now, if you're not a fan of freelancing boards or you want to just work some other options while you're waiting to find the right gig, you can also send cold emails. When I was first starting out, I like to use the website AngelList and I also used Crunchbase to find companies particularly startups that had recently acquired funding. I'd look them up and learn a little bit more about them and just send them an email, introduce myself and see if they might be investing in social media. I also really worked my LinkedIn connections. Now you don't wanna do this in a spammy way, of course, but just making sure that people know what it is that you do. Post on LinkedIn, just like you would on Instagram. I mean, you're gonna change the content strategy a little bit. It's not gonna be just like you would on Instagram. Someday agency owners do is they get really hung up on what's trendy and they post a lot of Instagram content. They post a lot of TikTok content, but I'm telling you LinkedIn is a platform that you don't wanna ignore, particularly when you are looking to start building an agency and start building quality lead connections. Just keep in mind, where are my clients at? Most of the most successful freelancers I know actually don't have a huge B2C presence on a platform like YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. Most of them are active on LinkedIn and 
do a lot of speaking in their community and networking with people in their target audience. Something else I'll say about this as you're pitching for either inbound or outbound leads is I would just start with one key offer. When I was first starting out, I was pretty flexible and I kind of just did whatever people asked me to do. And I think there's some value in that too. I certainly got a lot of different experiences and I learned really quickly what I did and did not like. So you can certainly do that too. But my big mistake with that is that it took me a while to really find clients that were willing to pay me a good amount for the key offer that I had. And that was okay for me because I was side hustling. I had a full-time job, so I wasn't trying to quit anytime soon. So if I was only making a couple hundred dollars here and there, that was totally fine. But if I was looking to start a social media management agency and really make a dent in the market, I would wanna be known for one thing. So whether that is Instagram marketing or, you know, some type of blogging or whatever it is that you are looking to do, really niche down and offer one thing to begin with, and then you can kind of branch out and expand from there. Become an expert at one thing first before trying to sort of be a jack of all trades. Okay, and the last thing that I would do if I was starting a social media management agency today, that's a mouthful, is I would develop an inbound content strategy. Inbound content takes a while to really work. It does. You have to develop sort of an SEO footprint, if you will, if you're starting a blog or a YouTube channel, you have to build up an audience on a podcast or some other type of content like that. So it does take a while. And even within that, it takes a while before your audience sort of starts to bite. They have to develop that no like trust factor with you. Most people don't buy or don't click contact after only watching one video. It takes a while to build something up that is really gonna work people through your sales funnel. But inbound leads are some of the highest quality leads that you can get because they do already know you. You've put in the work on the front end. So now when you get them on a discovery call, they already know that they wanna purchase from you. It's just about presenting the right offer in front of them. So I know what you're thinking. Well, I don't wanna be a YouTuber. I don't wanna be a podcaster. And you don't have to be. You absolutely don't have to be. One, it's gonna depend on your niche or the type of clients that you wanna work with. If you wanna work with more business and technical kind of clients, you may wanna do some kind of techie content on a platform like LinkedIn or write a blog, long form articles that are really helpful for that audience. If you're helping solopreneurs, then sure, maybe you should be on YouTube or a podcast or an entrepreneurship focused blog. There's a lot of different options for you. You definitely don't have to be on camera if that's not something that you're comfortable with. And you don't have to be a great writer either. You can hire a blogger to help build up that blog content on your website. But the thing about inbound is it's an investment in yourself. Short form content is a type of inbound marketing like Instagram or TikTok, but I'm a big believer in investing in long form content for a couple of reasons. One, it usually ties back to some type of domain or channel that you own. And this type of content also usually lends better towards marketing towards email lists and things like that. I also like it because you can repurpose it. So this YouTube video, I can cut this up into a bunch of different pieces for all those other platforms that I just talked about for my Twitter, for Instagram, for Instagram reels and so on. So know that inbound marketing is an investment. It does take some time, but it is absolutely worth it. So choose an area that you want to be seen as an expert at. 
Maybe it is marketing for startups. Maybe it is podcast editing. Maybe it is Instagram reels. Choose an area and rank for that search term. Use that search term in your titles, write lots of content about it, use tools like Reddit, like Quora, to see what people are searching for around those topics and write blogs, create videos, create podcasts, interview the best of the best in those particular areas. And you'll start to be seen as an expert in that area if you just continue to work it. The other thing about inbound is you do wanna make sure that it's easy to contact you. You don't wanna put all of this great content out into the world and then have no one be able to find your email address or find your website or know how to get in touch with you. So be sure to kind of reverse engineer the client experience when you're creating for these platforms as well. And I always recommend the HubSpot inbound course if you are looking to learn a little bit more about inbound. Also, if I was starting over again, I would not do my YouTube channel like I do it now, believe it or not. I love this YouTube channel and I'm really happy for where it ended up taking me. But if I was looking to become the biggest social media management agency ever, I would probably create YouTube content or maybe even a podcast for founders. I would aim this towards tech founders, teach them social media tips about personal branding as a CEO. I would talk to startup founders that rose quickly and that had successful exits. I wouldn't necessarily just be documenting my day-to-day -day and talking to other freelancers, but that's just my advice. All right, if you are starting a social media management agency, I hope this helped you. Again, I wanna thank today's sponsor, Lance. I will leave a link down in the show notes and description box for them. If you want to get started today, great business banking platform. It's so important to set yourself up for financial success. And thank you again for tuning in. You can subscribe to the audio platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on YouTube by searching Latasha James, and I will talk to you next week for a new episode. Bye.